Hey guys, welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I hang out at home and talk about anything and everything. Today we are chatting through TR, no, well, what are we even talking about? Okay. <laughs> Today we are talking about the one year anniversary of my first kiss with Boo. I'm telling you all about these, these pins. We're remembering Total Request Live. Can we get a minute for Carson Daly? And oh my gosh. Ford has had his first heartbreak. Here we are, back together again, back at Mikasa, Esukasa. I don't know where Jeffrey is, but I'm sure he'll be around any minute to come cause trouble. Where is he? He didn't run away. Did you let him run away, Jack? Not this time. Okay, great. I know, I'm sure he's. He's probably taking a nap. He's got a real busy schedule. It is a glorious day in Austin, Texas. And now, here's your local on the Yanks. The high today is sunny and 72. All right? That is spectacular. Tomorrow, we've got a 100% chance of rain with a high of 55. Okay? Texas is crazy. It's crazy and I made a really big rookie mistake in that I thought, I thought, Jack, that spring was here. I have a courtyard, which makes me sound like I'm the queen of England. I'm not, I just have this like square in front of my front door. And that square, when I moved into this house was gorgeous, like seasonal, seasonal, tropical, local. What's it called when it's like a, you're in the area and the plants are in the area. Indigenous? <laughs> Indigenous? Seasonal? Local? Some kind of grasses. Grasses that are meant to be on this land. Okay, it was beautiful. Had a lemon tree, you guys. I had a lemon tree. Big and bountiful. Did you ever get lemons from the lemon tree, Jack? You missed out, bro. Then... Winter of 2021, you may or may not recall, we had something in Austin, Texas called Snowmageddon. Storm stories, tonight at eight on the Weather Channel. Which was this freak winter storm. We were trapped in the house for like 10 days. We lost water and power, it was a whole thing. Did you, you lost water and power for how long? Five days. Five days. Uh, it, it would just, it was a catastrophe. One of the losses of that experience was the lemon tree. And most of what was growing in front of my front door. So then, you know, nature, she knows what she's about. I did lose a lot of plants and a lot of trees, but the courtyard sort of came back. It found its way. Some of those, whatever they're called, grasses came back. They started to flourish again. It didn't look like its former glory, but it looked pretty good. Then this year, we had another freeze. And that was when all of the plants in my courtyard said, life's too hard. Okay, peace, I'm out. I can't be here, I can't do this. I don't want any part of it. And for a very long time, the front yard has looked rough. It's looked roof. It's, it's embarrassing. So Boo and I decided that we would start to, you know, clean her up, get her going, plant some new things. And we had, you know, we'd gone through the freeze and it was like, we were averaging what? Like 70s, high 60s every day for like days and days and days. We say spring has sprung 
we're here for it. We're little farmer girl and boy out in the front yard planning things out. No sooner did we plan out this front situation. And we didn't just plant the grasses, y'all. We invested in some trees. You know how much a tree costs? A baby tree this tall? You know how much a baby tree costs? As much as Jeffrey's dental work. Okay? It's expensive. Expensive trees. We bought them. We planted them. We're so proud. He's like, man, this relationship's for real. We're planting trees. Two days later, 25 degrees at night. You want to know why there's sheets and burlap all over this courtyard, Jack? It's because Boo, like a terrified mother, bundles all of his trees, all of his plants, even the low ones that probably shouldn't be affected, covered everything in the courtyard. And it's supposed to freeze again tonight and tomorrow. Don't worry, it'll all be bundled up again, okay? He releases them during the day so that the sun can touch their leaves, bundles them up at night. He watched YouTube videos, he Googled it, it was very upsetting for him. For me, I'm like, they'll be fine. But if we lose this little Japanese maple over here that costs more than a used Miata, the place will not take it back. They had a big sign that was like, we are not responsible if you kill this tree. That's where we're starting. But what I'm saying to you is before it gets cold again, it's a beautiful day. And that matters because it is my anniversary. It is my one year anniversary, and I know what you're saying, Rach, didn't you recently do an episode where you said it was the one year anniversary? Yes, but that was the one year anniversary of the first time I text him, okay? Today, Jack, is the one year anniversary of the first time we kissed. And I think I've told you this story. I think I talked about it last season of Rage Talk, but I want you, I'm just going to paint a picture for you. Those of you who are new or maybe you need to hear the story again. When I, ki- no, I didn't kiss Boo. He kissed me. The first time we kissed one year ago today, he was the second man in my entire life I ever kissed. Okay. At the time I was 38 years old. It was almost like the movie Never Been Kissed, but I had been kissed. It was like slightly been kissed, but only by one person. Do Okay, I'll give you the whole story because you asked. I'll give you the whole story. So remember how I told you guys last week that um, we played the question game? Remember the question game, Jack? So that was like our thing for a while. Like we'd go, you know, whatever. And it was the first time he ever came to my house. Now, again, in this scenario... We are friends. Now, I know that I have a crush on him, but I don't know how he feels about me. And I also have no, like, you know, like, what's the word? (laughs) Indigenous grasses. (laughs) I didn't have any, like, not moves. Like, I didn't, um, you know, like, the cool kids, like, would know. I feel like there are people who would know, oh, this person's into me. I don't have those skills. I felt like I was in third grade. Like I was like, should I walk up and like punch him in the arm and then run away? And that's how he'll know. Side note, Ford Hollis told me that he ran into, did I tell you about his ex-girlfriend? Did I tell you this story? I really want to tell this story. But I feel like I shouldn't out him. Um, One of my children, his name is Schmord. It rhymes with Schmord Hollis. Schmord Schmollis. I don't, he's nine. I don't know how this could get back to him. F- came home uh, six weeks ago, elated, joyful, just ready to burst. And Ford is my most feeling 
child. He is deep in his feelings and he has been since he was little. In fact, I have a video that I will send you of him. He wanted like an ice cube. He was like two, he wanted an ice cube and I wouldn't let him have an ice cube because he's two and he's gonna choke to death. And he is sobbing his heart out as if I, I've, I've wounded him to his soul. How deep is a frog's home? I mean, how, how, how? I mean bath. I don't know, how deep is it? A hundred. A hundred, <laughs> you're hilarious. So Ford Hollis rolls in the house, he's elated. It must be big because you know, he's not always this, you know, pumped up. I'm like, what, what's going on? He's like, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, fourth grade is going off, do tell. And he's like, well, honestly, mom, I don't know how long it's gonna last. Cause, <laughs> cause she, um, she has had a lot of boyfriends this year, but yeah, I'm the latest, she asked me out. And I'm like, oh, well, that is great. And the whole week, he's just so pumped. You know, he's in fourth grade, so like having a girlfriend means you ask them out and then they say yes and then you never talk to each other again until you break up. That's what fourth grade relationships are. So he's like super pumped. He's like, I have a girlfriend all weekend long. We're like, yeah, cut to Monday, okay? Monday, which is Valentine's Day. Ford makes a special Valentine for his new girlfriend. Got her on Friday, it's Monday, Valentine's Day. Gives her the Valentine. He comes home from school and I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? Did she love your Valentine? Whatever. Apparently, gives her the Valentine. Sister flips it over to the back, writes on the back, I don't want to be with you anymore, and gives it back to him. On Valentine's! You're as cold as ice! And I was like, dying. I'm like, what did you do? Because I'm thinking, we are framing this. We are keeping this. When this boy is 40 years old, we are pulling this. We're going to pull this out every year on Valentine's Day because that's hilarious. I'm sorry. I don't know what you think is funny, but if you don't think it's funny that a nine-year-old got his Valentine's, wrote that on the back, and gave it back to him, like, just straight zero Fs give it. Like, what? That is some cold hearted. So I'm like, what did you do? Where is it? Like, what'd you do? And he said, oh, I ripped it into a thousand pieces and I wish that I could have thrown it into the fiery depths of hell. I, I shit you not, Jack. I do not know where this kid gets his dramatics from. I wish that I could have thrown it into the fiery depths of hell, but I couldn't, so I threw it in the trash can. <laughs> what is going on in his class? Okay, so anyway, then he's like bummed because he feels rejected. I'm like, with respect, with respect, you literally got this girlfriend on Friday. I'd never heard about her before. You you were together a sum total of like 72 hours. I know this was harsh. It'll be okay. Fast forward to last weekend, he's at his brother's baseball game and he runs into her. Okay, she's there, the baseball. And he's like, mom, I ran into, I'm not gonna use her name. He says, I ran into sister. Well, that sounds weird, it's not a sister. I ran into ex-girlfriend at the baseball game and I'm like, what, it, okay, how'd that go? And he said, oh, I went over to her. 
And every time I would go up to her and I'd get real close, I'd be like, me, 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 me. <laughs> He would just go into her space and just do that. And I was like, Ford, no, sir. First of all, respect personal boundaries. Secondly, what was the end game here? What was the end game? Did you think that that would make her like you? Uh, a wild hand gesture and a hamster sound. She appears to be transfixed. That was your, I was like, bro, you gotta be cool. And I don't mean cool, like be a cool guy. I mean, just chill out. And I just remembered like, man, we are so dumb when we are in elementary school. We have no idea how to act around someone that we're attracted to. And that was me. A year ago today, I invite Boothing over to the house. And I don't know how this is all gonna work out because it's like the first time he's been here and it's just like a friend. And just so you know, because it was a friend and because I was bound and determined to just be myself, I was wearing my holy sweatpants, which if you, have been with me for long, you know my favorite pair of sweatpants. They have a bunch of holes in them. They're like 10 years old. I don't care. They look like garbage. This is not like, oh, I'm a Kardashian. I like cute in sweatpants. No, this is like dumpster pants that I wear around the house. So I'm wearing dumpster pants, socks, Birkenstocks, an oversized t-shirt, and a hoodie. Because he's just coming over to like hang out and have a drink and whatever. So... We're sitting on the sofa. I'm on one sofa, he's on the other. We're doing the question game. And I don't know where I got the courage to just decide that I was going to at least make it clear. I thought I might shoot my shot and absolutely crash and burn, but I will not miss out because I didn't have the courage to just make it clear to this person that I liked him. So one of the questions was like, there was some kind of setup. It was like something, what's something you haven't done in a really long time that you hope to do this year? And I was like, make out with someone. Because <laughs> at that point, I had not touched another living soul in a romantic manner in a very long time. And I, you know, someone wants, I want someone to like pet my hair and give me a hug and tell me I'm pretty. And so I was just hoping that within the next year, that is something that would happen. So the, that was the answer to the question. I was like, I hope that I'm gonna make out with someone, haha. And he kind of like looked at me a little bit, but I was like, I don't know what that look means. We're fine, it's fine. But I knew that like it wasn't, it was still too subtle, okay? Because in that scenario, it could be anybody. So then big ups to whatever spirit guide made this happen because later on, one of the questions is, what's something I can help you with? And your girl like stone cold, like like Ford's ex-girlfriend, all the courage in the world. I was like, well, I did say that I really wanted to make out with someone this year. Oh! Oh! Mic drop! Like, I, a straight face, too, and I said it like, I was pretty proud of myself. I didn't go like, <laughs> I didn't do any of that. And he looked at me, he was like, like it was like a light bulb. He was like, oh. Like that, that wasn't good. It, however he did, it was like sexy and in an English accent. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? So the rest of the night, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what's gonna happen? I don't even know. We're hanging out. I feel like I've, 
you know, I've, the ball is in his court. I have hit the ball across the net, it's in his court. And I go into the kitchen to get something. This is like at the end of the night, because he's like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to the kitchen to get something. I mean, even talking about it, it's making my heart pound. And I look and he's standing on the front porch. And I'm like, oh, it, oh, it's gonna happen. Okay, so he's out there, he's leaving it open. If I walk out on that porch, we're kissing. And if I stay in here and be a weenie, we're not kissing. So I was like, oh my God, oh my God, okay, 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 we're fine, we're fine. We're gonna go out there. And it was like the most beautiful, like the breeze was blowing and it was warm and the sun was, the sun wasn't shining, it was nighttime, the stars were shining. And I go out there and I just start babbling. Like, I'm like, oh, it's so pretty tonight, and da da because I'm just like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I could throw up. I'm so excited just thinking about this. And then all of a sudden, he's kissing me, right? Like, we're kissing. And I've told this story before on Rich Talk, but in that moment, my brain is like screaming because I don't know what to do. And I'm so confused. And I'm like, wait, wait, okay, wait, where do I put my hands? Do I put my, and you know, you just like get awkward and you're like Tyrannosaurus Rex and it's so crazy. And then I remember that I was like, wait, his hand, oh my gosh, his hand's on my butt. What well, is crazy? What do I do? It's like, and I'm just freaking out in my head. And all of a sudden he grabs my face and he says, baby, you don't have to talk. which is the moment that I realized I have been saying everything that, what I just said that was in my head, all of that's come out of my mouth. His hands are on my butt, where do I put my hands? Do I, do I, where do I put my tongue? Do I put my, I'm saying those words. I'm so nervous, I am literally saying those words. You guys. But, apparently, I'm cute enough, cause you know, a year later, we're still kissing. So we got a big date tonight, which I'm pretty pumped about, and we're going to go to, one of my favorite spots in Austin is this great, it's been there forever, it's called Perla's, and it's on South Congress. Write it down if you are coming to town for a visit or if you live locally, you'll know what it is. But it's this great place to like sit on the patio, and we got so blessed with this weather because it's going to be cold tomorrow, so I'm real excited. And did I arrange to shoot Rage Talk today so I would have cute hair and makeup for my date later? Yes. I did. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge my Texas tuxedo or my Canadian tuxedo, depending on where you're coming from. And more specifically, Jack, did you notice this pin collection? These are, some of them are from other places, but these are the collection of pins from Rise Conference over the years. And um, I mean, I have the original um, Rise ATX, which was like a button. We couldn't even afford enamel pins, 2017. And it's all like rusted and old. So this is not like a build up to be like, and we're announcing, no, nope. No conferences on the in the future currently. But I just, I love this jacket. And I know that there are other people who also have enamel pins of like their history. So anyway, I just thought that I would rep it today for you guys. That is what this is all about. What else is going on? All right, guys, so there is, I had the idea for a new segment here on Rage Talk, or probably we've done this at some point. There's no way we haven't done this at some point. But a segment here on Rage Talk called 
Are you old enough? <laughs> no, there's something about it. Um, or um, that's probably a better name than "Are you old enough?" But I, I don't mind it. Or maybe it's called "If you remember this, it's time for a night serum." Okay, that's that's the title. If you remember this, it's time for a night serum. I would like to bring back a moment from my youth. Let me, I'm gonna find out the exact date, one moment. Does it ever trip you out, anyone else but me, that everything is on the internet? Does that ever scare anybody but me that there's nothing I can't get an answer to? There's nothing that you could put in there that you wouldn't get an answer. I could make something up. How many years old is Xerbert the alien lord? I guarantee that answer is there. Okay, I got the answer to what I was looking for. So the year is 1999. 1999, which makes me 13. The ripe old age of 13. And the thing to do after school was to watch a little show called TRO. Now, I don't know what's happening on MTV. I don't even know if MTV still exists today. It must, but I don't know. I haven't watched cable television since like 2004. So it's 1999, and every single day, I would walk home from school, I would go into the kitchen, and I would make myself a snack while in the den, I could see the TV that I had turned on to watch MTV, to watch TRL. And today, you could open up your social media, kids, and, and get access to any celebrity, any singer, watch it all go down, but we didn't have that. We didn't have a way to see what was going on with our celebrities unless we wanted to watch E! Entertainment News or MTV. So I would go on MTV to see like the videos, because back in the day they actually played videos on music television, and I would go watch videos, and there was this show called TRL, which women, men my age will remember, and it was Carson Daly, and all the people would line up, and they'd scream, and, and it was like such a big deal. But it was a huge deal that videos would debut on TRL. And there was a show that I think was called Making of the Video. <laughs> there was a Making of the Video for this song, which I remember as a 13-year-old girl thinking, was such a naughty song and was going to get me in so much trouble if my parents ever caught me listening to it, which in retrospect is freaking hilarious. But I just am wondering if you were old enough to remember when this song was on TRL, when they did Behind the Video, and the first time you ever heard a little Cisco, Jack. That's S-I-S-Q-O. Okay, let's just, let's, uh, the thing is you have to, please, for me, for them, find the video. Because the reason this video is so powerful is that at the end of it, a dragon's gonna show up. And I am not making that up. If I remember correctly, Cisco jumps on a pyramid of people, which may have been actually all him, or perhaps his band, to fight the dragon. What if I made this all up? What if this is a fever dream? <laughs> Hold on. Thong, 
Nope, that's not how you spell thunk. Hold on, now I gotta watch it. Now I gotta know. Come on, what's happening? Oh, I don't, I'm not, not on the internet, guys. Rachel, where'd YouTube go? It looks like a triangle. It's a red triangle. Oh, wasn't my fault. One of my folders was flipped to the second page. That's not my fault, okay. We're back on it, here we go. Ooh, remember when his hair was bleached, though? Okay, they're in the desert. There's a lot of buses pulling up in the desert. I'm not really sure why. I was like, if my parents come home and watch and find me watching this while I'm eating my bologna sandwich, I want to see if the, the dragon is here. Isn't it funny, though, that, like, the thong is what I thought was naughty? Today, the songs are, like, I can't even say what the, I can't even, because even a bleep, I feel like you could read my, and don't, don't get me wrong, when I'm here by myself, you better believe. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe there's some songs that come on. And when no one can hear me sing them, I know all the words. But 13-year-old Rach thought the idea of wearing underwear that didn't give you a panty line was dirty. In case you're wondering what kind of house I grew up in. Where's Ricky Martin? Where's he? What's he, I, if anything, side note, Ricky Martin is more beautiful today than he's ever been. He is aging gloriously. Okay, I'm sorry, Jack. Your mom found Ricky Martin's garage door opener in what town? Okay, well that makes sense. Look, and now you just all found out that Jack is, uh, what do they call it? One of those kids, trust fund baby. <laughs> Why can't I remember anything today? You know what, because I'm on my period. The blood's coming out of me and also taking all of my thought process with it. I just did a podcast yesterday with a guest I've had on before and we were talking about hormones and cycles and all the things and how important it is for us as women to normalize a conversation around our periods, to normalize having hormones, to normalize, like it's this thing that exists for all of us and does our entire life, but it's wrong or dirty or shameful or whatever and you're not supposed to talk about it and honestly, Jack, you never had to do three videos in a row while you were bleeding out and cramping. Yeah. yeah, so that's what's happening to me and it means that I'm not thinking as clearly as I want to be. Jack is not a trust fund baby. Salt to the earth. He really isn't. He wears the same shirt every day for like six years. He doesn't, yeah. Let me see that okay, so now, now they're like driving down the Miami highways and like they're in a in a, a a car that doesn't have a top, a convertible. Wow, Rachel, get it together. Do you think at this right here, Cisco thought this is forever. Cisco thought this is my life. I am Cisco S I S Q O. I will be famous forever. I will be a hip hop star forever. I will have this bleached hair forever. Did he know? that it would be a limited run, or did he think, this is it for me, this is who I am now? I wonder this all the time about people, and I've told you my theory, I feel like I tell everyone my theory. All these people that we think are one-hit wonders, are they though? Are they one-hit wonders, or did they just make a crap ton of money about a, 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 in a song about underwear, and then they were like, I'm good. I'm gonna go live in Milwaukee, I'm gonna be good for the rest of my life, and it's been nice knowing you. I don't know. Tell you what, I don't care how classy you think you are. If you were at like a family wedding and thong song comes on and you don't just go, get out of here. Get out of my family wedding. Now let's get to the part where I think the dragon shows up. Yes, I didn't make this up. Yes, he's on a 
Yep. Oh, maybe this isn't with a dragon. Oh, okay, that song would be called Unleash the Dragon, which makes a lot more sense, to be honest. This song definitely doesn't slap as hard as Thong Song, but he does fight a dragon in this video, so winning. Okay, so every week on the show, we are celebrating a dream catcher. That's what we call it when someone within our Start Today community reaches one of the goals that they have been writing down for weeks or months or sometimes years. And this is this week's story. Hey guys, so my name is Amanda Klein and I have been using this Start Today journal for about a year and a half now. Um, the biggest thing that I have accomplished through my goals that I list on the Start Today journal is that I started my own company this year and it is now providing a full-time income for my family as well as funding our adoption of a little baby um, for next year. So that has been huge and has truly changed not only my life, but our family's life. Guys, I love it, love it, love it when you share videos about what you are achieving. I think it reminds all of us what we are capable of. It's really easy to see something on social media and think like, oh, that woman has, like someone helped her, she has access or she has resources and really, Goals are achieved by real people just like you who are focused and working hard and we wanna celebrate that. So please, please, please share your Start Today Dreamcatcher story. You can put it on social media and tag Start Today. You can use this hashtag or you can send an email to this email address, this one. Somewhere here is an email address Jack is gonna put in later. And we are celebrating our dream catchers by giving away Fabulous prize packs. Da -da 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 -da. I don't know why I did that song. I hate myself. Jack, will you like slide that little box over here so I can show some of the things that we're you you post your video or you send us your video and tell us the story of your dream catcher moment. And then we're gonna send you a box of cool stuff. Let's see what we got. Ooh, it's a water bottle. It's our finished strong water bottle. Shout out. I guess I should have like had these out and ready to go. We got our hashtag goals. These are, okay, these are vintage. We don't even do these anymore. We've got our not sorry hat. We've got start today. Not sorry in gray. We got all the things. Oh, oh my gosh. We don't even sell these anymore. It's the not sorry necklace. This was like huge. I wore this for years and we used to sell these at conference and these were massive. So there's a ton of stuff, like all of it's vintage that you can't get on the site anymore, but um, if you send us your video, then we're choosing one a week and we're sending you a collection of a bunch of stuff from the office just to like celebrate you and that. <sighs> I thought we were gonna get through a whole episode rather. But anyway, send us your start today, Dreamcatcher story. We'd love to hear, I'd love to see what you guys are achieving and doing and we would love to inspire other people. Oh, you know what I wanna tell you guys about? This is pretty cool, so I think it's cool. I started doing these weekly podcast episodes that are 10 minutes or less. So that means three times a week right now, I have a podcast coming at you because I'm just really focused on creating or trying to create the best content I can and to serve you really well. And so I thought it would be awesome if there were things that were more bite-sized. If you don't have time to listen or get into a whole episode, you could just grab seven minutes or 10 minutes. So the first three are up. The first three are up, they're happening every single week and they're called a quick word. So it'll be like a quick word on friendship, a quick word on toxic people, a quick word on how to achieve your goals. So check those out. They're airing every single Monday on the Rachel Hollis podcast. And if you wanna experience that podcast yourself, 
you're in luck. Stick around because I've got a bonus segment coming up for you next. You can give it a listen, and if it feels like it's something that you need to take a deeper dive on, you can head on back to the original episode and consume the whole thing. I feel like if this dog's going to be here, he should have to dress up too. So basically what I'm saying is I'm going to need you to also be the dog's wardrobe stylist. When you show up next week, besides setting all of this up, I'm going to need you to have an outfit for Jeffrey. I don't need you to make the outfit to match mine. I'll match my outfit to what you create. Okay, great. Okay, great. I will give you his measurements later. Okay, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. I hope that you liked this episode. I hope it made you giggle or laugh or just entertained you for a minute. If you dug it, please, please, please subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. Send it to a friend if you think it'll make her laugh too. And until I see you next week, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Hey guys, right here. I have a quick thought, a a quick thing to consider, something for you to chew on as you go throughout your week. And it's something that I've been meditating on all month long. Patience, or specifically the power of patience. And this isn't one of those cheesy things where I tell you to like go, you know, sit and wait and eventually life will give you what you hope for. Like I hope you know me well enough at this point to understand that I believe in hard work and I believe in learning and evolving and that you actually have to be involved in the process. But I do think that one of my superpowers is patience. And I haven't really considered it before this month. So let me back up a little bit. Every single month of the year, there is a full moon, right? And every single full moon has a theme. This is not a theme that I made up. This is a theme that has existed. You know, you can find it in the Farmer's Almanac, or sometimes you can find it going back all the way to First Nation and indigenous people who named the moon for whatever was happening in that season of their lives. And The moon theme for February was the snow moon. And it was called the snow moon because hunters, like imagine going back a really long time, hunters didn't have the ability to hunt as well during a month like February because there was snow on the ground. So the snow moon meant that food was scarce and that they knew that they would have to go without the luxury of meat, perhaps, unless they had sort of things stored or supplies ready to go. But it was a time of scarcity. And they named the moon that so that they would know every single year when the snow moon was showing up what to plan for. And they could better anticipate the idea that they might have to go without. Whenever I find out a theme of the full moon, I use that theme to sort of focus and meditate on whatever comes up for me in that idea. And when I was thinking of this idea of going without, I was thinking of the concept of being willing to be patient and wait for the right thing. So I just keep like dwelling on this idea that I have had incredible power inside of patience because I'm willing to wait for the things that I want. Now, for me, patience doesn't mean passive to me. Patience 
is the greatest act of faith that I know of. Having patience means that you have trust, means that you have faith, that God or the universe or whatever you believe in, that you have faith that what you need will be supplied, that what you're hoping for can be achieved. And so often people will ask me questions about setting goals and achieving goals and like, how long should I work at it before I give up on my goal? And I'm like, as long as you have breath in your body. So I work toward becoming the person I want to be and having the life I want to have. I work towards that every single day. But I don't make myself anxious in the work. I am really comfortable in resting in the knowledge that whatever is meant for me will come to me and whatever is not meant for me won't. I think it's a really cool thing to meditate on, especially for anyone who's feeling an anxiety about where the thing is. Like, where is my dream job? Where is my dream partner? Where is my, where is this thing? Like, why isn't it shown up? When you are focusing and obsessing over where something is or why you don't have it, the vibration that you're putting out is one of scarcity. Think about it for a second. We don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. We attract the vibration that we put out into the world. So if you are constantly focused on where is it, 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 what you are putting energy into is the absence of the thing that you want. Faith, however that shows up for you, means that you trust the process, that you trust that it's meant to be yours. Like I cannot tell you how many times in my life I have experienced things that were like the biggest dream of my entire life, but it ended up happening like five years after I thought it would. Like there was a time where like every day I was like, someday I'm going to meet Oprah. Someday I'm going to meet Oprah. Someday I'm going to meet Oprah. And it really wasn't until I let go of that obsession about when it was going to happen that Oprah's team reached out and asked me to open for her at her conference. I mean, that's the crazy thing too, is that the things, the goals, the, the hopes that you have, they come to you when you stop reaching for them. And the things that have come to me that have seamlessly sort of fallen into my lap it happens like I don't chase them down. They end up coming to me. And I always have this moment of like, man, God, you are wild. Like you, I mean, the timing is always perfect and it's always exactly how it's meant to be. The only way that I think I could have gotten to this perspective and that maybe you can get to this perspective if you feel like patience is something you struggle with is looking backwards. If we constantly obsess over the future and where we're going and we never, uh, there's an incredible book called Gap Versus Gain. If we never measure backwards, if you read the book, you'll understand this concept of basically looking backwards and going, yeah, I'm okay. I might not be where I want to be yet in the future, but if I look backwards, I'm hella further along than I was then. So if you look backwards and you see all of the time 
that you were taking care of. You see all of the time that you had fear and anxiety and it came to nothing. You see all of the time where you did figure it out, you did show up, you were supported, you did have the things that you need. You will see a lifetime of being taken care of, being taken care of by yourself, being taken care of by others, and being taken care of by the forces in the universe, by a God and a creator that's greater than you are. But the only way that we can look at that, the only way that we can understand that truth is if we take the time to unpack it. Patience is a superpower. And by naming this full moon, the snow moon, those people, whoever originally came up with the concept, were telling themselves and telling each other, hey, next year, next winter, this moment's going to come around again. And when it comes around, we're going to be prepared because we know that there are times of feast and there are times of famine. There's power in you looking back and understanding that your patience and your faith will work out for the best. It allows you to release the anxiety and be present in this moment. It also means that you commit to showing up for your dreams and to working on your goals every single day for the rest of your life. There is no time frame for a lifelong goal. Yeah, I, I, I know there's that whole thing about like a goal has to be measurable and it has to have a time limit. But if I had put a time limit on the things that I was hoping to achieve in my life, I would have given up years ago. I wouldn't have 90% of the things that I have today have had the experiences, have had the books have had the podcast, like none of those things would have come to fruition if I had given up when it didn't work out after six months or a year or two years or 10. Don't forget that. Like I always tell the story about how when Girl Wash Your Face went so crazy and it sold all these millions of copies and it was on the New York Times bestseller list for over a year and it was it was wild. It was a wild experience. And every reporter was like, oh my gosh, like what is it like to have this happen with your first book? Y'all, that was my sixth book. I had the patience through five books before that. Do you have the patience to be ignored? Do you have the patience to suck? Do you have the patience to keep going? Do you have the patience to stand back up? Do you have the faith and the trust and the belief in yourself? Because that's the key. There are people who are so much better at podcasting, who are so much better at speaking on stage, who are so much better at writing, who are so much better than all of the things, like so much better than I am. And you will never know their names because they gave up. Don't be that person. Keep the faith. Believe that if you put one foot in front of the other, you are going to get there. As long as you stay in the race. Hope you guys have a great day. I love you. I'm rooting for you. And I'll see you later. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.